Hey, it's, it's the Graveyard, Graveyard Girls. Girls. I'll be kicking off. Yeah, Amelia's going first. Case. Yep. Okay, so we're going back to a good old-fashioned true crime. Mm-hmm. One of my favourites. And this one is quite literally a chilling murder. A chilling, okay. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll know why. I can see your face. I can see. <laughs> right, okay, so this one's going all the way back to 1957. Um, and this is the murder of a young lady called Anne Noblet. <laughs> That's how it says it's pronounced, but I'm already getting the giggles. Anne Noblet. So I'm going to have to refer to her as Anne so I don't giggle all the way through this. Because you know, I'm so very mature. <laughs> okay, so, well, this lady basically, she disappears at the end of 1957. But is not discovered until the 31st of January 1958. So nearly a good whole month afterwards. Okay. Okay. So on the 31st of January um, in 1958, a search that has lasted a whole month um, reveals the body of 17-year-old Anne. Oh, she was only 17. Yeah. Oh, she is oh mine involves a 17 year old too Ooh, this is a bit spooky that's spooky it is we've weirdly sort of synced in some way we but have. Not, yeah but yes yeah, so she was discovered in some scrubland in rosegrove woods locally known as young's Woods. so there were slightly two different names but from what i can work out it was officially called rosegrove but people locally refer to it as young's wood okay rosegrove um, is kind of hard to say uh, which is <clears throat> Near a place called Horn Hill in Whitwell in Herefordshire. Um, so back in England. Mm-hmm. Um, the discovery of the body was made by two brothers, Hugh and Brian Simmons. <laughs> Brian. Yeah, no, little Brian. <laughs> and they discovered the body when out walking their dog. Now, the area in which she was found is part of a game reserve, but was often used by dog walkers and um, was supposed to be patrolled by local gamekeepers. So basically it's like for shooting. Okay birds game basically when her body was discovered her body was fully clothed she was on her back with her arms folded across the across her chest so she's positioned yeah Mm -hmm. that's the first thing i was sort of thinking um she still had all of her accessories with her including her glasses and her shoes so she's still wearing those things Mm -hmm. and even though the ground around her was muddy her shoes weren't um, she was still dressed in a winter coat, which was wet. However, the clothes beneath were dry. Okay. Okay. When found, there were coins scattered around her. This was believed to be on purpose, maybe to suggest that she had been murdered as a result of a robbery. Like now, a there's a reason ritual. for this. No, there's a reason for this. At that point in time, murder as a result of another crime such as robbery was still considered a capital offence so therefore if you were convicted you would have received the death penalty so maybe it's a little bit of a thing of a death wasn't as a result of another crime so it's in a way to kind of hide it cover it up um, as to what it really was but as you go on you'll discover it was something else anyway but the coins scattered in a precision way yeah it's like how the body is it's been positioned deliberately to me that's weird. Yeah. That seems a bit ritualistic. Mm, I don't think... As I, as I go on... Okay. It's it's obviously got some sort of sexual motive to it. Oh. So, basically, it was also worth noting that as... When the police found her and examined her, they said she was so cold that they felt that she must have been kept in a refrigerated state before being moved to the woods, more than likely in something like a freezer. Now I get Hence why you were looking at me. Murder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right, the bit that confused um, the police was how does she end up there? Wait, so 
when did she so a month what month i'm going to get to that okay so she she was reported missing back in december not discovered until the first first of january it is cold it is cold there's no decomposition of the body no right okay so this is the bit that completely confused the police they didn't understand how she ended up there in the first place it wasn't easily accessible by car Mm -hmm. meaning um and meaning she would have had to have been carried she was roughly 300 yards away from the nearest vehicle access point and then was a further 75 yards into woodlands and scrub so she's found in scrubland okay so she would have they would have had to carry her roughly 375 yards now she was estimated to weigh around 11 stone which is 69.8 kilograms but added to the fact that she might have been frozen it would have taken a significant amount of effort to get the body there opening up the idea that there was multiple suspects involved in this well hold on why don't they just leave her in the freezer i'll get to that you can get rid of this becomes part of the search okay this is why I've kind of done it this way round. I wanted to start with the discovery of the okay. body because I normally do a bit of background, but I feel like the discovery of the body first kind of works in this one. Okay. Okay, so then put in charge of it was Detective Superintendent Richard Lewis and he's from Scotland Yard and he basically um, takes charge of the team. Um, it took a further week before pathologist Dr. Francis Camps was able to explain how Anne's body had been preserved and the impacts that would have upon the cre- crime scene. Mm-hmm. So the inquest was her, um, held not until the 10th of February, so only a few weeks later. And in this, the pathologist concluded that the body had not been in a deep freeze for a lengthy period of time, nor had she been in a rigid state when moved to the scene in which she was found. He concluded that instead she'd been kept in, a refrigerate, uh, in refrigeration for a short period of time, almost immediately after her death, which would slow decay and ensure she was preserved for much longer for a much longer time than could have otherwise initially been expected. It was thought that this may have been done to disguise the time of death or to hinder the police's investigation. It was also discovered because obviously she's been kept cold. Yeah. Um, that it preserved things like her stomach contents, so oh. it was pro- able to prove upon autopsy that she'd eaten very shortly before her death and that the food remained in her stomach. This allowed them to place the time of death shortly after she disappeared because she still had full stomach. Or if she'd been, say, let's say, kidnapped or abducted, she was still fed for a while. It also didn't hide the fact that she'd been sexually assaulted and asphyxiated by some means. So this, for me, it's a sexually motivated murder. It was thought that she'd been refrigerated naked, then redressed. They came to this conclusion due to the fact that her buttons were incorrectly fastened, indicating they'd been removed, they were also dry, suggesting they'd been kept separate from the body. The only reason the coat would have been wet is as she'd started to thaw out the area around her. And oh, it was yeah. muddy. That The coat would have soaked it up, but would explain why the clothes underneath were dry. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. So the natural, in, obviously the natural line then for police to sort of follow was to speak to local farmers with uh, refrigeration equipment. Because still That's back in that enough. time, not many people would have had big yeah. refrigerators. Yeah. Um, also, her body wasn't that badly damaged that she'd been, like, stuffed into no, something. No, I'm imagining a big... Uh, a massive, like, a, yeah. even a chest freezer, almost like something you could walk into. Yeah. You know, like, Ooh. say, like, livestock, so, uh, like, a butcher's sort of style. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. They did bring experts in also to discuss if it was possible for her to be packed in ice rather than an actual refrigerator, so that would keep her cool but mm-hmm. not frozen, frozen, which would help preserve. They didn't get a definitive answer from that, but it did change the police's initial thought that um, of just how difficult it was to move her body. 
her body being very cold but not frozen would be easier to transport. So it didn't shake the initial idea that there was multiple people that carried this out, but it allowed for the possibility that a lone killer could have done this. Okay. And at this point, the police believe she might have known her attacker. So basically now I'll go back to the day that she was reported missing. So this, the last sighting of Anne was back on the 30th of December, 1957. So almost exactly a month before she's discovered. Okay. Um, she'd attended a dance class in Harpenden um, and she'd boarded the Green Line bus home. The bus driver said he'd stopped and dropped her outside the Cherry Tree pub on uh, Marshall Heath Lane uh, at Wheat Hampstead and the, the stop was unlit and it would have been dark because the time was around 6pm so you're in midwinter. That stop however was only 400 yards from her home so she didn't have far to go. Oh, yeah. She was so close to home. So a lady called Shirley Edwards who knew Anne saw her as she was walking away from the bus stop on her way to the family's house. So she, for her to disappear in such a short space of time meant that someone, now this is where it gets a bit iffy, some said it was possibly in a car had stopped and offered her a lift. But to me, cars weren't still a popular thing for every family to sort of have. And also, why would she get a lift when she's so close yeah. to home? It's like, I can literally just walk to it. Yeah. But Which if... then, for me, opens up a little thing about the family. But because if she did knows... she make it home? Yeah. Or was um... she snatched by someone else? Because there's not really much evidence to say whether there's like an alleyway in between the bus stop and her home because she'd been snatched and pulled True. into it. But also, if she meets someone on the way she knows to her house... She's spoken to them, which goes back to the police's idea that they might have known her. Yeah. So basically, a little bit back on her previous, going back a few years. So previous to her death, she spent four years being educated in a school in Switzerland. It was an all-girls boarding school. Um, and although most of the girls were British, she would have mixed with girls from around the world. She'd so only... the family's quite well off then? Yes, yeah. to be able to send her away. So uh, dad's a businessman, I think I get to that bit. I think it says further down. She'd only been back since July and she was probably out of the dance making new friends and like reacquainting with old friends. Now, because, yeah, it is, her dad was a businessman, basically the search becomes quite widespread and started within hours of her not returning home. So it, it was noticeable quite, like, pretty much straight on. It was thought that in the first week of January, some, some 300 people had helped by searching nearby fields, open spaces... Um, in an attempt to find her. By January the 6th, the police had created specialist three-man teams to search um, back lanes, footpaths, ditches, outbuildings, hay barns and farms. Now, it's worth noting she's not noticed at this point. The reason it was so well publicised is the fact that her father, Hugh, was a poultry farmer, but he was also a director of business man- of a business manufacturing protective headgear, so he's holding pretty high status. Yeah. So he's a businessman, basically. Yeah. Um, he used this profile to keep her disappearance in the press. So he's using it for good, that's good. Yeah. He wants so, to find his daughter. Or is he covering up for something Why he's done? He? Well, no, I'm not saying that, but it's not impossible, is it? No, but I'm assuming a dad looking for his daughter is going to use his resources. This is it. So the initial motives was that she'd been kidnapped. but as A ransom? Pro- no, there wasn't a ransom okay. put out. Um, so maybe kidnapped by someone that she knows possibly wanted to have sex with her, might have had feelings for her. She didn't reciprocate those feelings. Also a possibility. Um, that's most, yeah, that's definitely likely. Yeah. So as the month progressed, house to house inquiries and garden searches were made. 
Um, and this was spread across several districts, so it's going pretty widespread. So then it comes, becomes a question of what forced the killer to keep her body, but then suddenly get rid of it. By the time her body was discovered, the police had done vast searches. Now, there was nothing to say that that particular area had been searched, but I feel like it's more than likely somewhere or somewhere nearby has been covered at some point. Yeah. So once the body had been discovered, they needed to work out how long um, it laid there for. So Scotland Yard brought in a, a botanist from Rothamsted. A Agricult- botanist? Yeah. Agricultural exper- Experiment Station. And this was one of the oldest agricultural research institutions in the world so these are yeah. pretty high up they um investigated the ground beneath where she'd um been found um there was no staining of the ground or clear depressions in the undergrowth which along with the fact that there was an overall lack of decomposition suggested she hadn't been killed there so rather placed there at a later date which goes back to the children refrigerations thing according to local gamekeepers they said this area was regularly patrolled, although there's no official record of this. It's not like there was a book kept yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. It was just based on what they said. At this point, the botanist said that decay would start to set in once the body had reached around 10 degrees. In Anne's case, it appeared that this had not happened and it was estimated that with the temperatures of that time of year, she couldn't have laid there for more than two weeks, which would take you back to the 17th. The house-to-house inquiry started on the 6th. This gave credibility to the fact that the house-to-house set up on the sixth forced the killer to move the body, okay, which goes back sense. to your original yeah. question. Yeah. Alongside um, the search, the the family at the time received a lot of anonymous phone calls, and some of those were malicious and no. threatening, which sort of then, to me, there wasn't much about the family, but I suppose naturally in the family they go to a lot of people are murdered, it's by someone you know. And obviously there wasn't much of a gap between the bus stop and the house, no. which does open up to the fact that could it have been a family member or someone staying with the family at the time? Mm. Um, at this point, though, it was worth noting they did manage to trace that call. It was made by a, um, from a public uh, call box and was traced back to a 25-year-old man called Walter Nunn. He was found to have made over 30 calls to the house. 30? Yeah, all intended specifically for Anne's mum. Um, he then appeared um, in court in March of 1958 and was sentenced to six months in prison. Now, it's not mentioned whether he was then called as a suspect for the, the yeah. case. He's just an evil person yeah, so just by then, making calls, yeah. yeah. Then by March, the investigation was scaled down due to the fact that there was no new evidence and no arrests had been made. However, by June 1958... Um, it did spark interest again after it became known that police officers had been alerted by the Belgian police that a man in Scotland Yard had sought earlier on in the year had been found in Belgium. This man was Albert Brackman. He was a refrigeration engineer. Mm, yes, interesting. Suspicious. Yeah. He'd surrendered himself to the Belgian police after newspapers in Belgium learned of details of his name in relation to the murder. Now, there's nothing back in the UK papers about it, but I'm guessing if someone learned about his name and the job he was doing and happened to hear about the murder, yeah. he suddenly fleed about the same time. Yeah. It only takes one person to put two and two together. You know what the press is like for writing up stories. Exactly. Um, he was interviewed for over five hours on the 13th of June, but nothing came of it. The case was then revisited again a few years later, back in 1960, when the Birmingham Post received an anonymous call from a man claiming to have murdered Anne and also another woman called Stephanie Bard, 
who was 29 in a room in Birmingham's um, YMCA, like a bit like yeah. a youth hostel. Stephanie's murder was brutal, um, but a man named Patrick Byrne was arrested later that month. Scottish serial killer Peter Manuel was also considered for Stephanie's murder, mm-hmm. um, but he'd been executed in Glasgow in July 1958 for the murder of six people, and he was thought to be involved in others, including some in England, but obviously by 1960 he was already dead, so he couldn't be questioned over Stephanie's yeah. or Anne's murder. There was also, this for me is another one worth pointing out, there was other links to another murder of a Dutch girl called Mer- uh, Mary Creek, who was, this one maybe more plausible, she was discovered battered to death in a ditch at Boxstead near Colchester after getting off a bus. Already a few similarities. Yeah. There were obviously similarities between the cases and it appeared at one point the police had actually worked closely together for during a time, during the first half of 1958. So it even occurred in the same year, first half of the year. However, no suspect was ever found in link with either of these murders and both still remain unsolved. Mm. So I feel like the fact that they occurred about the same time, even though not in the same area... No, but... If this man was a travelling man, like work Mm -hmm. for work, Mm -hmm. it's plausible to me that it could have been the same killer. Yeah. For me, I think the reason it's become so unsolved is it's hard to explain how she's literally gone 400 yards from a bus stop. Yeah. It's home. Did she make it home and leave again later and no one has any record of this? Mm. Or was she snatched between the bus stop? Because obviously the, her other, the other lady that knew her, Shirley, didn't spot any notice anyone else in the area. Like I knew it was okay. dark, yeah. but it was visible enough for her to be able to see her leaving the bus stop but not light enough for her to notice anyone else in the vicinity. But unless the person never made it to where Shirley was. See but I feel mean? like if someone was lurking, she might have still spotted them, or if she's suddenly been grabbed or talked, she would have heard voices. True. Which queries to me, did she make it home and then maybe leave for something a bit later? Because if she got home and family was there or wasn't there... They, they wouldn't know if she made it home or not. Yeah. They're just presuming she never made it home because she's yeah. not there. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I said for me, it's that's the murder of the Dutch lady. Yeah, Um, they're similar. Yeah, so there's really not much evidence about this one. No, at all. Obviously, it was interesting about the guy in Belgium, Mm. but I feel like again, is that more just a story made up in the press? They're trying to link. Yeah, they're trying to find a link. Yeah, and I feel like it was just interesting because when I first read it, it was like he's a refrigeration engineer. It must be him. He did it. He knows about fridges. Um. But yeah, so I feel like it probably, like I said, it was still a bit iffy, was was it in an actual fridge rather than a freezer? Mm. I figure that's more plausible. But also, again, when they mentioned about the ice, could she have been packed in ice? So it'd be like, you know, the old fashioned ice houses? Yeah. Um, where They're it's freezing. not an actual freezer, yeah. but because of the kind of underground, if you had ice packed in that and then packed a body in it, it'd practically yeah, yeah. have the same effect. Exactly, it's freezing in there. So I do think the house to house sort of... Forced. made them move it yeah yeah that makes sense because like if you're hiding someone in a fridge no one's gonna look in a fridge are they no so and that's it. if those sort of things like i said if it's more like an ice house mm. it would have had months worth of food and a lot of those were owned the only thing that a bit iffy about that one is depending on what sort of house it was some of those can be owned by not a neighborhood but a couple of neighbors it'd be quite a large house ice house yeah um <laughs> can oh, say oh. Asshole. yeah awesome. <laughs> no large asshole yeah yeah so um then that does open up the thing of a couple of people would have had access to it so again that's 
not the best place to hide a body. No. So it might be a well-to-do person with their own icebox. Yeah. Mm. Which then, again, does go back to the fact that the father had a poultry farm and was a businessman. I don't think it was the dad. No, but there's then you could also throw out there, because it didn't really mention anything about any other siblings either. True. So it throws out, could it have been another family member and the dad's covered it up? Maybe. I just find it a bit hard that she... I don't understand how that lady Shirley saw her, but... And she seemed fine, but then she didn't make it less than 400 yards. Because by that point, she was already leaving the bus stop, so it was less than 400 yards. Mm. She didn't even make it less than 400 yards to her home. Some I don't understand how... I don't agree with the car thing that someone picked her up in a car and she just disappeared. Something just came into my head. Oh. Aliens. <laughs> no, <laughs> Natasha. sucked her out of the sky. sky. But yeah, so lastly, there's really not much hey, she information. She disappeared without a trace and then ended up frozen. Yeah, she's, she ended up in one of your other cases. Alien. <laughs> no, it's not an alien, Natasha. I don't think it was an alien. I'm just saying she disappeared. But yeah, so there's... I don't know. It... It was to me. It's still a very personal attack, so it had to be someone that it's knew. It's personal, her. but then or a man that's done that sort of crime before. Yeah, because which then would then it link back link. with that other Dutch lady. It's just what I was going to say. Yeah, and then I suppose if he was a travelling man for work, because a lot of people around that time still travelled a lot for work, like yeah. did seasonal work. Yeah, it would explain why then there was another similar murder, miles apart. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know that one. It I think it genuinely is a bit of an unsolved one because. <laughs> There's really not much on it. No, there's nothing. So you can only really speculate, if you like. Um, but I did think it was an interesting one. It's just 17. I know. Not very old, is it? No. Poor got... Noblet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Mine's... I'm so bad, I'm going to hell. Mine's... You've got a Noblet, I've got a Barnabit. Oh, have you? I have a Barnabit. It, that really sounds like some sort of strange shop. Noblet and Barnabit. What is it? Barnabit. Barnabit. Noblet and Barnabit. It does sound like a shop, doesn't it? Mm. Some sort of country shop. Yeah. One that we can't afford to go into. Yeah, more than yeah. likely, yeah. Maybe a posh bookshop. Ooh. That only sell it, manuscript. Yeah, no, yeah. It does sound more like a bookstore now. Barnes and Noble, but yes. Barnabit and Noblet. That's where it came from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Made our own bookshop. We sold another case. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. that was... I was, I was gonna say interesting. No, it's sad. It's, yeah, it's short but sweet, isn't it? But yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting in terms of how it's quite different from the others in terms of how she was moved and sort of the what initially it appeared to be. It wasn't that sort of in the end. Also, the coin thing. I still think it's a little bit ritualistic, but then it you, is, your but... explanation makes sense. Yeah. I feel like it was a way to try and put the police off. Again, with if you've refrigerated, they maybe think it would get rid of some of the evidence. Yeah. Uh, so it's like sort of a way to hide. But then again, did they have no intention of ever putting the body somewhere else? And just actually the house to house sort of forced them to? Yeah, especially if they didn't realise who she was, who she, the daughter she was of. Yes. And then and like, like I say, oh, I no. feel like it was an, sort of like an opportunistic sort of attack. It was personal, but... Because for all you know, this person, if it wasn't a family member or someone that had observed her, they might have observed her in the dance mm. and decided they wanted her. She could, They maybe could have even asked her to dance and she turned around and said, no, thank you. She turned them down. Yeah, and they didn't like that. Mm. Um, 
and like I said, then if like I said, if that person was only in the area for work, the murderer, although they'd have had to stick around for at least a month, to then move the body. And also they need access to a refrigerator. So it would have had to either be part of the work. So I suppose, again, then it does go back to it's someone that she knows. Yeah. Which does then throw the Mary, the Dutch lady out. But then again, have they then moved months later because of a fear that they might be uncovered? Maybe. Because that's not implausible, is it? True. I think you've just, you've provided a case with like no clear ending. Yeah. But I kind of like that because all of them, you you don't want to solve all of them. I like it, but then I don't because then it's like, well, what happened? I know what happened, but I'm thinking because of the coin thing, I'm thinking she's got coins on her eyes. I know you didn't say that, but I'm thinking she's got coins on her eyes. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But for me, that was still very much more, it was to throw off the scent. I just found it interesting. I thought it was a bit different from how all the others have sort of presented themselves. It's not... No. Even though people do get frozen, it's more than them found in a freezer. There's not many that are frozen and then moved. Moved. Yeah, it's a bit like... And I wonder if that's partly why it was unsolved. Or is it more to do with the sort of the techniques the police had at the time. True. Because it's easy for us to sit here now and go, well, they should have just done that. But then actually, what was available to them at the time? It also seems like it's a crime from a TV show. <laughs> Do you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't Because, like, why would you freeze someone or put someone in a fridge and then move them? But then initially, I think, were and they intended to them. keep them there for a longer period also, of time? Also, was she in the fridge with her arms crossed? Well, I don't know. But like I was saying, if she could have then... Not I, thawed out when they moved her, but... When's rigor mortis? I don't know. But then again, if it's a big refrigerator, it might have been easy to... I just imagine some sort of, like, mummy or, like, you yeah. know, when they're put, like, in, already in the coffin. Or they're trying to, like, pose her and she won't bend. This <laughs> <laughs> was... Oh, um, no. It happened to a person I can't think. Nope. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because it was a bit different from the other ones. It's not your box standard murder. No, I've but never heard of it. But I do think that's a, a large, a good portion of the reason why... It's unsolved. It's, yeah, it's unsolved. Mm. And as much as we like to solve some of these afterwards, I think it is nice still to have a bit of a mystery. Because mm. if we solved everything, then, well, we'd never have any unsolved mysteries, would we? So, Yeah, mine's unsolved. Okay. So thank you for listening. That's it for today. In the meantime, keep creeping. And we'll keep digging.